This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm so glad you're joining me with this episode because we're going to be talking about how as widows we often feel like a huge burden. And I want to try and reframe that for you because it's a belief that so many of us hold. In fact, I've yet to meet a widow or a widower that doesn't feel like they are a burden in some way or another to somebody. Carrying the weight of grief, the load of widowhood can make us feel incredibly alone and isolated. And reaching out for help, asking for support is not something that comes easily to us. In fact, we tend to avoid it like the plague. We carry on, we push through, we do everything we think we have to do by ourselves for so many different reasons. We feel like everyone's busy. We feel like we're being a pain, like we're putting people out. We feel like we're not worthy. We feel like we're weak if we can't do it by ourselves. And there's also the thought that, well, this is my life. This is how it's going to be. So I've just got to get on with it. There's so much surrounding it and it holds us in a place of huge discomfort. Now, often in the early days, there is enough support to get us through. You know, people are dropping meals off and offering to help with various bits of admin, lifts here and there, childcare maybe. And that's great. However, it does slowly reduce over time. Now, I believe there's a few reasons for that. And one of them, I think, is that we, as the griever, we're not very honest and open about how we're feeling, what we're experiencing, and how heavy the grief is. When you think about it, when you lose a life partner, you each have your roles to play in your partnership. You all do your various bits to keep the house running, to bring the money in, to look after the children, to care for the dog, to visit family members, to be sociable, to arrange holidays, to take the bins out, to go up in the loft. There's so much. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. And when we create a partnership with somebody, we compromise. We find our place in that partnership. And I don't know about you, but you know, when Simon was alive and we were married and both working with two young kids, I was convinced he did nothing. I was like, you know, that typical argument you have as a married couple where, you know, each person thinks they do way more than the other person, partly because sometimes you're completely unaware of the roles the other person is playing and what they're actually doing because it's not what you do. It's not your responsibility. So it can almost be invisible to you. 
and you don't always appreciate what the other person is doing. And I, know I certainly didn't with Simon. It was a constant cause of bickering where I felt that maybe I did a lot more in the relationship than he did. However, when he died, it soon became incredibly evident of all that he did for us. And then, of course, there's the guilt attached to that. But my point is, when you lose a life partner, essentially, you have twice the workload with half the workforce. Not only that, not only are you trying to continue with all of your roles and responsibilities that you held in the relationship that were keeping you super busy at the time, you are then having to take on the roles and responsibilities that your person had in the relationship in your life and all the things that they did to keep things going, to keep things moving. And then there's your grief. And the grief is a full-time job all on its own. In fact, I think grief is more than a full-time job. You don't get to start at nine and finish at five. You don't get the evenings off. You don't get to go on holiday from it. You don't get respite at the weekend. In fact, even when you're asleep, it's there. It's with you. You're dreaming about it. You're thinking about it. It's just, it's constant. There's no holiday pay with grief. You are in it and you are consumed by it. And then you've got everything else. Yet we still find it really hard to reach out and ask for a little bit of help because we feel like a burden. When our person dies, our confidence is shattered. Our self-esteem ends up in our boots and we are trying to navigate a world that is alien and scary and big and everything feels different in it. What we were capable of doing before, we are not capable of doing anymore. We don't have the energy, the motivation, the enthusiasm. General household chores, oh, just no. And what I really want you to understand, if there's one thing you take away from listening to this podcast episode today, is that you are not a burden. You have a burden. And you are more than allowed (laughs) to ask people to help you carry that burden for a little while. It's not going to be permanent. You will figure out your new way. You will create a life that works for you. You will make changes. You will adapt. You will grow. You will do everything that you need to do but it's going to take time and it's going to take much more time than you want it to or expect it to. And you are not expected to do that all by yourself. In fact, you can't. Yes, our grief is our responsibility. We have to take responsibility for our grief. Nobody's coming to save us. Nothing we can do can take away our pain. We have to do the work ourselves from the inside out. But that doesn't mean that we have to do it on our own. We are not designed to be on our own. We are designed to live in communities of people. We are designed to come together in times of need. Look back over the years, okay? Go back hundreds of years. We all lived in little communities with families and friends. We all helped each other with cooking and cleaning and bringing up children and grandchildren and caring for the elderly and everything in between. And people came together. 
But now we live in a world where we don't live with our families anymore. Sometimes we live in completely different towns, countries to our families. And yes, we have friends, but people have much different lives now. People are are working away from home. Life looks very different, but we still need the support of each other to get through things when needed. So thinking about you and how you can become more comfortable asking for help, there's a couple of things you can do. Sometimes it's nice to make a list of things that could be delegated out, things that people could help with, like cutting the grass, doing the gardening, walking the dog, cooking a meal, doing the food shopping, childcare, housework, admin chores that we all have to do that can feel very consuming and overwhelming. There's lots, you know, you might have little jobs that need doing around the house. You might need things that need fixing. You might need to sort something out with your car. Just anything that can be delegated, write it down on a piece of paper. Then if anyone ever comes around and says, do you need any help with anything? You can say, do you know what? Actually, I've got a list of things that need doing. If I show you the list and there's anything on that list that you think that you could help with, that would be amazing. And I would be incredibly grateful. And then then they get to go and choose what they feel they can help you with from that list. Another incredible thing that my sister actually set up for me after my husband died was she created a WhatsApp group with family and friends that wanted to be in it. It was their choice and and she created it. I wasn't in this group, but what it was brilliant for was that if I was speaking to my sister or somebody else that was in the group and I said, I'm really struggling with something and I could do with some help, that person would then go into this group, unbeknown to me, (laughs) and say... Karen needs some help with this. Is there anyone that can do that? You know, either anyone that's in the group or, you know, one of their partners, maybe a friend's husband or something. And, you know, depending on each person's capabilities, time constraints, that kind of thing, somebody would come up and, and then it wasn't, the pressure wasn't on one person and I wasn't involved in the asking. So you could ask somebody to set a support group like that up for you where you're not in it, but you can go to somebody that you know is in it and just say, I could really do some help with this. Could you ask the group and just see if anyone is available? Then they're able to talk without feeling like they're upsetting you or, you know, if they can't do it, then that's okay. It's in the group and then you don't feel bad for asking and putting them in a position. And there's enough people there that they could find somebody to help you with it. So that's another way of asking for the help, but not having to do it so directly that it feels uncomfortable. And it's reminding yourself that you are worthy of support. What you are going through right now is absolutely huge. It is a traumatic event in life. When you look at some of the most stressful life events that we can go through, loss of a spouse is right up there at the top. This is big. This is real. This is tough and you need help, and you're allowed to ask for help, it is not a sign of weakness. It's just whilst you find your feet. It takes an army of people to pull somebody through the trenches. And if you haven't got that army around you, find it. Join a support group. Do whatever you can. Get yourself out there. I know it's not always the same, but do whatever you can to find people that understand that can help you. People are good. People want to understand. People want to help, but they don't know how to help unless we ask for it. 
And they do. Think about when somebody that you care for has gone through something tough and you feel so helpless because you want to help them, but you don't know how. We all need some guidance sometimes. And in that, that involves us being completely and utterly honest about how we're feeling and what's going on for us. And this isn't something we're very good at doing either. Because it's hard to be honest, right? We feel like we're going on. We feel like we should be somewhere different in our journey by now. We feel like people aren't really that interested in how we're feeling. We make assumptions and judgments about how other people are viewing us in our grief. We judge and criticize ourselves for how we're doing in our grief and where we are in that journey. And we layer our suffering with so much extra suffering that really isn't needed or necessary. There are so many ways we can support ourselves that we can reduce that suffering. We can take away some of those layers, but we have to do that. We have to decide that and we have to take responsibility for it. And it's hard. I know it's hard, but think of it as an act of self-care, a way of showing yourself that you matter, that you are allowed to ask for help. You are worthy of it. People do love you and they do want to support you through this moment, this season, this time in your life. Of course they do. But if we don't tell people how we're feeling, if we don't explain the things that we're struggling with, if we don't share our truth, if we keep telling people we're fine, which is what most of us do, that's what people are going to see. That's what people are going to hear. And that's what people are going to take as your truth. And they're going to think you're fine when you're not. So please open your hearts, open your minds, share your truth, know your worth and ask for the help. You have choices in this. Make sure the choices that you're making are supporting you in your journey. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's fun. We're having to learn a completely new way of living. We feel vulnerable and it's not a nice feeling, feeling completely out of control. The person that had your back is no longer here. So we've got to have our own backs. We've got to be our own support person, but we can ask others to help us carry that load, carry that burden. It's not you. You're not the burden. The grief is a burden that you are carrying. Share the load. Please share this episode with a widow friend because I've yet to meet a widow or widower that hasn't struggled with asking for help. And I think we all need to reach out and ask for help sometimes, wherever we are in our journey, whatever's going on for us. You don't have to do this alone. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.